and welcome to the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Ellie and today I'm joined by Katie and Chloe. Coming up on this week's episode, we will be discussing the confessions of a social media manager. Plus, we'll discuss our top tips and advice on being a social media manager. So a decade ago, the role of a social media manager might not have even existed, or if it did, it was like the basic bare bones. Um, but today is a completely different story, as I'm sure many people are aware. Um, almost every company is involved in social media in one way or another. And if you're not, just like a shameless promo, please get in contact with us because we can help you. Um, but this week, we thought it'd be really fun to discuss what it's really like being a social media manager, um, kind of discussing the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, so yeah, our confessions our nitty gritty um stories (laughs) every day is different as a social media manager um and that really makes for some great confessions and stories so we've also asked members of our team to send in their confessions alongside our own experiences so does anyone want to kick this off i mean i haven't got any like dark mysterious confessions however I'm going to, although I am the self-proclaimed queen of TikTok, um, (laughs) I would like to take a moment to confess that I have never made a reel from scratch. I've never made a reel, (laughs) like, on Instagram. (laughs) The only time I've used reels is to upload my own TikToks. (laughs) Do you know what? That's so true, though. I... Yeah, praise the lord amen sister like i actually don't think i have and i saw a post the other day on instagram that was like um how to make a reel from scratch and i was like what a weird thing to post and then i was like no actually i need to read that like i don't know how to do that and they have so many you know like tiktok has filters apparently yeah. instagram has those too how who would know <laughs> i'm the, the closest I've gotten to it is like I re-uploaded a really old TikTok that didn't have captions on it. So I had to add the captions in on Instagram and it was the most painful experience of my life because I'm so used to the TikTok UI. I was like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I think the, mo- the closest I've come is maybe I had like made a video outside of TikTok anyway and then I uploaded it to TikTok and then when I uploaded it to Instagram, it was edited, but I just added text mm-hmm. in Instagram. So yeah. I'm with you that I haven't even come close to making one from scratch on, on Reels. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually applaud the people who make the Reels from scratch because I feel like it's a very niche area um, and you've got to be a particular type of person to do it. <laughs> so true. I mean, we talk about cross-posting all the time and the work harder, not... not Wait, the work smarter, not, not harder, harder strategy. <laughs> um, and I think this is a prime example of that. Imagine making something for TikTok and then jumping over to Instagram and making it from scratch again, like the app Ugh. actually recommends you to do. Like download SnapTik, save your video <laughs> without the watermark and just repeat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's worked for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. I love that one. Um, I guess I'll go next then. And this one, that was lighthearted and fun. This one I feel like is maybe going to put a bit of a, a damp on the conversation. And, you know, Classic we're only three minutes into the episode, so what can I say? But um, my confession is that I actually hate using social media now. Mm. And mm. pause for effect. <laughs> 
I have seen this running sort of joke on LinkedIn and and a few places where our social media managers like to hang out in our spare time saying that your social media manager has the least amount of social media presence of anyone that you know Mm -hmm. and we're tired man we're so fatigued (laughs) the last thing I want to do after spending nine to five working on someone else's social media is then coming off and working on my own like Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wipe my hands of social media past 5 p.m. and on weekends. I want nothing to do with it. Um, And I feel like I'm not alone in this. Are you guys the same? I have to completely agree. I feel like where you're putting like all of your energy and your creative thoughts into all these different clients, different brands, etc. You don't have the creative capacity to put that sort of effort into your own socials. As much as I would love to, I... Right now, I don't have that in me. Definitely. And I I feel like some people are kind of like, you know, when they're thinking of working with a social media manager or, you know, with an agency and they have a look at their socials and they say, oh, well, how could you, you know, how could you claim to be an expert when when your socials are so dead? And I'm like, I'm tired. I'm putting all my effort into yours. (laughs) Surely that's a good sign. It's like, look at the commitment. Exactly. Go and look at my other clients. Don't look at my own. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Um. <laughs> Literally. I mean, after speaking to the team, I'm just going to kind of roll out a few of their confessions. Oh, um, we're yeah. going to keep this completely anon- anonymous. We're not going to name and shame today, guys. <laughs> Um, but this was kind of one um, across the board that everyone kind of agreed with is that um, if you do work from home um, and especially if you don't have any meetings that day, you will tend to work from your bed wherever possible. And I don't know whether you guys have ever done this or you've tried it once and it's like a no, you know, it's a no go for you. Um, but I do feel like at some point, someone can relate to this (laughs) Mm -hmm. no this is this one's definitely true Mm -hmm. um and I think any social media manager would agree whether you're freelance or you work for an agency um but I if I had the back support I needed from my bed um I would do this more often but (laughs) I'm a 25 year old living with the back of an 80 year old woman so I need my my nice big (laughs) office chair but um, yes, usually I, I did used to, from the pandemic, work from my sofa with TV on in the background. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no shame. This is a, it's an open space. We're here submitting our confessions. <laughs> this is Social Media Managers Anonymous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, although like I haven't worked from my bed, like I've worked on my sofa, sure, but I'm very much a blanket mm-hmm. worker. Um, so I might as well still be in bed because I will always just be swaddled in a blanket, just like this, like completely crap. The don't listen to this if you have any opinions on posture, but I will be like completely like shrimp position, like feet on my chair, just like fully, just like curled up with a blanket, just like one hand out on a keyboard, and that's just my normal working <laughs> position most of the time. You can definitely, when you're out in public, spot a social media manager or a marketeer from their posture. Um, I'm like, yep, 
I've been there. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> it's difficult in the office days because I'm just like so conscious of the way that I just sit like a gremlin just all the time. <laughs> I'm, doing I'm it just now. like trying not to. <laughs> yes, same. I'm, I'm completely legs crossed on this chair. Is, though, after you just made that comment about posture, I feel like I kind of uplifted myself a bit. We all just, immediately yeah. perked up. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like as social media managers, we all need some sort of like specific chair or um, what they call the the posture like alignment products yeah I would love us to work with a chiropractor um and then (laughs) in exchange for their social content we would get um free appointments so if you are listening and you work at a chiropractor please (laughs) we are offering free services in exchange for for fixing our posture (laughs) please help us we need any help that we can get (laughs) I mean, also just on the topic of team um, confessions, um, mm-hmm. one of our giraffe social media team members um, sent on that they like to have Kung Fu Panda movies on in the background while they work. I, I can't say that's a, a general uh, confession that many would send in, but I think it's very, it's very specific. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love to know if anyone listening, if this has just absolutely spoken to their soul and they... Yeah, there's got to be someone out surely, there. Surely, surely. I can't say that I've ever watched Kung Fu Panda in the background, but I've definitely, I've definitely done The Vampire Diaries. I've definitely done probably Gossip Girl at some point. Um, yeah. <laughs> anything that has a long-running series or I think, yeah, a feature-length film would be good to have on in the background because some days you just need it. Not all the time, mm, yeah. but some days you do need a little kind of external entertainment. Yeah, but oh, yeah. for me, yes, yeah. I think one of the perks of working from home is that you can do this. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for people mm-hmm. that work constantly from the office <laughs> and can't even listen to Spotify because, again, Spotify is my absolute godsend while mm. working. Yeah. Um, but I love that. I want to know who sent that in now. I'm <laughs> I'll be betting the team. Well, expose them. <laughs> See, like, for me, like, I am i don't have, like, a movie on. I'm not a Kung Fu Panda levels. But, like, like you, Chloe, I always have Spotify on. And I've got some very, like, carefully curated work playlists. Ooh. But I will also listen to soundtracks. Um, and I don't know if that's just the theatre nerd in me. But I will listen to a whole, like, three-hour show whilst I'm working. Amazing. Like, start to finish. I will pause to pee in the interval. <laughs> um, <laughs> That is such a good idea. I actually have gotten into that too. I love listening to the Greatest Showman soundtrack. That's yeah. lovely. I've recently gotten into oh, Tick Tick Boom. Um, oh, I love Tick Tick I Boom. That's a favorite. That's a morning wake up. Yes. For me. What's the song <laughs> Therapy? Where it's like yes, Vanessa Hudgens and Andrew Garfield just going singing back and forth. I, I yeah. love listening to that. That is a a massive pick me up um that I mm. listen to in the morning or around 3 p.m when I'm in a bit of a slump um so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on that that's such a good idea yeah and like it keeps you going as well like I remember back when I was doing my A-levels there was a thing that I read that was just like oh if you want to feel like motivated whilst you're working have like a video game soundtrack in the background because like it's specifically designed to make you do things and like feel like you're doing mm, things totally. so that's a little tip from 15 year old Katie <laughs> <I> will, <laughs> that I have stuck with <laughs> I will confess that I once 
um, filmed myself working. I put, I set up a time lapse on my phone and I started working. That's a really good tip. Actually, if you like, if you're doing workouts or if you're studying, this is going off on a tangent now, I apologize, but, and because you know (laughs) that you're being filmed and you know, time-lapses are cool. Maybe I would post it somewhere. You Mm -hmm. almost, you don't want to slack because you know that you're being filmed and that this has the potential to Mm -hmm. go somewhere. So if you're kind of need to put your head down into a task for an hour, you know, you don't need to film for the full hour, but for a span of time, time lapse yourself because it's really fun to yeah. watch back and sort of notice how often you touch your face or, you know, do random stuff while you're working. Um, so that's another little hack. I feel like that would hurt my own feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not with the posture we've got, Katie. Definitely. <laughs> I also think you're like, if you're filming yourself, you don't have the distraction of your phone, which is actually like a blessing in yes. disguise. So yeah. that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a hack at the same time. Definitely. Yeah. That's like those um, those TikTok live streams where people are like... I was just about to say yeah, about it. They're like, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I just need to stay off my phone. So yeah. they're like, keep scrolling. This yeah. is just <laughs> me staying off my phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, I am just going to maybe give out the most unpopular um sort of like <gasps> confession scandals i really dislike social media scheduling tools i find them so frustrating like they're they're lovely and obviously it's great that you don't have to be manually uploading all the time but when they don't work they fail to post Mm. I feel like that gives me like a panic attack in itself like the anxiety (laughs) is through the roof when I wake up on a Monday log on to my laptop and I see failed posts at the top I think my heart drops Mm. it is a horrible feeling Mm. Mm. or even worse (sighs) you're out on the weekend you know you're at the pub enjoying minding your own business Mm -hmm. and you get the email through on your phone and you like you can't now you're like oh I need to go home I need to get this post out like yeah it just ruins the vibe it's just not good it's not good sprout causes like a lot of my panic (laughs) in my day it's just like when I get an email being like an account's been disconnected I'm like oh my god is it mine and then it's just like oh it's not even my client (laughs) Yes, actually. Yeah, being connected to an agency scheduling account where there are, you know, not hundreds, but, you know, there's a fair few clients on there and you get the email and you dread. You're like, is it one of mine? God. (laughs) Just like open it with like one eye. (laughs) I think another, if I may, pop in one one last question. I love sharing them. (laughs) And and maybe this is something that a lot of people will resonate with, maybe not, I'm not sure. But one of my confessions is, and people might not suspect this of social media managers or from our role, but there's a huge amount of imposter syndrome that I get Mm. working in this role. And I I do think most people will agree with me because, you know, Mm -hmm. social media platforms are changing all the time, especially we we talk about it all the time on on the podcast. We used to have a whole segment where we would feed you guys the the updates and what's going on. And so there's an immense pressure to, to stay on top of that. And you know, I feel like no one ever kind of fulfills their role. I think at every job you're constantly growing and learning no matter your industry, but social media is so rapidly changing that you will never be on top of that and you will never have all the knowledge. And that's really scary to know because 
you know, whether that's being on LinkedIn and thinking, oh, these people are, are so far ahead of me, or, you know, if you're thinking of coming into marketing or social media management, you know, you're from uni or it's just something you want to pursue. I think that it's so daunting because mm. you're almost a jack of all trades in this role and you have to know about mm. every single platform and you have to know about every single metric and, and what works well and what doesn't and all the trends and it's exhausting and it's it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> On a similar vein, like, like I totally agree with you. And then it's as well, like, you have so much access to how your content's actually doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not like in traditional advertising where, like, maybe you put an ad up somewhere and you don't really know your, like, full return on investment. You don't know how many people are engaging with it. But when you've got it out on social media, because of analytics, as great as they are for us to understand how things are going, like, you have to develop a proper thick skin, because it's just like, you get, you can get so fixated on these numbers and be like, oh, well, this one's 307, but the other one was 309. What happened with those two, like the, the two in between? And it's just like, just, Mm-hmm. stop <laughs> absolutely and not to mention that we're also a customer facing role like we work with clients mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis and sometimes they have questions that we don't know the answer to and we feel that as mm-hmm. you know as a, a service model we we should know how to do this and I just think it's it's a big ask of yourself mm-hmm. to be across everything all the time all at once um which is maybe a movie that's currently out uh <laughs> random segue uh, <laughs> not related to social media just a movie title but um yeah it's crazy and um it's it's something that maybe we don't talk about enough yeah I think one of the best things to do is like learning the ability to be like I don't know um and like being comfortable with like not knowing things and like if for example you have been asked like by a client like why isn't this performing well and you genuinely don't know you can be like I'm not entirely sure but I'm gonna research into it and it's just like it's those little things that makes you feel a bit better because you're not trying to put on a front and you're not trying to be that imposter as well I feel like with social media though like you said Chloe like you're constantly learning all the time um so it doesn't matter mm. like how senior you are or how knowledgeable you are in like one specific area of social media like it is so broad there are so many different niches we I mean we get so many different kind of client proposals that come in from so Mm. many different brands that maybe like we've never even heard of so every Mm. single day it's learning something new and like working on what's gonna do better and what's gonna you know perform the best um and that's that's okay we we don't have to be perfect and I think that is the main point of are confessions of being a social media manager. <laughs> totally. And almost to put Love a nice that. positive spin on the end there, because maybe Ooh. maybe our confessions went it to a place where we sounded like we might have been complaining. We're definitely not. <laughs> I think one of the favorite things about my job is that we are constantly learning and something mm-hmm. new happens every day and there's always mm-hmm. a new trend to jump on or there's always a new platform to learn about and um that's one of my favorite things about this job and, and why I love it so much so definitely yay. and we get to make memes yeah. for a living <laughs> <laughs> yeah call us when you get to do that at your job um <laughs> <laughs> Now it's time for our tips and tricks segment where we share what we've learned in the world of social media and how you can apply it to your social strategy. 
So the term or job role of social media manager has really risen over the years. And it seems that people have been like more interested in the term more than ever. Um, so this week, we're going to be breaking down what it truly takes to be a great social media manager. So if you're just looking to get into the industry or if you're already in the industry, we're going to kind of give our words of wisdom as it, as it may be. Um, <laughs> Chloe, do you want to kick us off here? Yes, I would love to. Um, and right off the back of talking about imposter syndrome and, and having to learn a lot um, in this role, I think it is daunting if you're trying to come into the industry for the first time. Again, whether that's as a, as a graduate or, you know, if it's just a change in career paths. Um, so I think my top tip would be to make the most of a lot of great online creators and communities um, that work in the marketing space especially for social media managers. Um, so people like Sophie Miller and Pretty Little Marketing on LinkedIn. Mm. Um, she is amazing and, she, you know, she has a group of, I don't know, she has almost 90,000 followers across her platforms and she really does try and help uh, freelancers and small business owners and marketers as much as she can um, and shares really insightful case studies and tips on, you know, creating a LinkedIn page and updating your resume and things like that. So that's one um, really great page and resource. Another off the top of my head is Girls in Marketing. Mm -hmm. Again, they're on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and Instagram, and I think they probably have a community group as well. Um, and very similar, really. They, they post really helpful tips and tricks and, and updates that is important to be across um, in mm -hmm. this role. And they both have Facebook groups. I've recently joined the Pretty Little Marketers one. Um, lots of great opportunities and, and insights there. So mm -hmm. I highly recommend following, liking, joining groups similar to those. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. Some great actionable tips there. Love that. What Thank about you, you, Katie? Have you got anything to add? Yeah, kind, kind of going off of that, really. But like... When it comes to like creating content as well as a social media marketer, it's just such a good idea to try and keep it as simple mm -hmm. as possible. Um, so like not being afraid to use Canva templates or like taking some light inspiration from other accounts. Don't steal, but you know, <laughs> take inspiration from them. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but then also like, you know, all of the resources Chloe recommended them, like they're all free. And I think it's quite easy when you first get into social media marketing to think you've got to spend like loads and loads of money when it comes to content. Whereas like, you know, free or cheap software is great. Like you don't have to go down the rabbit hole of like Adobe and everything because that does add up and chances are you're not going to use them all like at the beginning of like your social media career. And then like as well, if you're interested in starting like product photography or something like that, you know, don't immediately splash out on all the equipment that you think you might need because you might not carry on with that or like it might not be useful to you in the long term. So it's like working out where you want to invest your time and money when you're first starting out and please don't spend all your money straight away. <laughs> no. no, you're so right. I'm begging yeah, you. Yeah, I think like even... Tools like Canva, like you obviously have the paid version, mm. which is fantastic, and that's what we use at Giraffe. But yeah. the free version is is just as good, and you have access to yeah. all pretty much the same tools that Adobe can offer. It's just so much simpler. Mm. I don't know why Adobe is yeah. on making things so hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I agree with you full full heartedly. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, just as a final tip, just to round this all off, I think mm-hmm. also you want to immerse yourself into the social media platforms, especially if mm-hmm. you are coming out of uni or you're changing job roles um, into you know social media or marketing that you maybe haven't done before. It's really important to like familiarize yourself with the different platforms and kind of what different content is on each platform because it will just give you um, that kind of boost um, and un- basic understanding to kind of start creating content. Even though I, you know, my first confession was that I hate being on social media and I, I have no time for it outside <laughs> of working hours. Um, it's it's so important to be on them. Um, even if you have just a blank profile, <laughs> I get it. I'm, I'm with you. But especially, you know, for platforms like TikTok, I think if, you, if you're if you not on that platform, it's really hard for you to understand how it works and, and what's going to be successful on there. So once you start scrolling, you'll never stop. So I apologize in advance for that. But <laughs> that is a platform that's not going away and has a huge influence on how everything else in the marketing space is working at the moment. You know, Instagram is is basically copying that word for word at this point. So mm. I think it's so important to be on there because not only is it the inner workings of that platform, you know, the, the the changing styles of content and whether that's influencer marketing or just how people are interacting with one another, but also just the trends. I think mm-hmm. you mm. will see memes and, and brands do things that have come from TikTok. So if you're not on there, you, you'd probably be like, oh, what? Um, mm-hmm. And you can't adapt that. So I think it's so important to, to be on there and to be aware of, of what's happening around you on these platforms because at the end of the day that that is our job um so yeah definitely kind of monitor your intake but you should be across it 100 <laughs> percent. no definitely I feel like we have provided a good kind of roundup of tips um that I hope you know, so yeah fingers crossed <laughs> um so hopefully they have helped you provided you with some answers or even resonated with you if you're already within the social media space um and if there are any fundamental tips that you think that we've missed off um please do contact us on instagram or our website please let us know Well, that's all that we've got time for today. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if you'd like to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app, we'd really appreciate it. We've been Giraffe Social Media. You've been amazing. And we'll see you next time.